What's up guys, it's Dave and Duncan back from Metal Epidemic with another album review and for this review Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from Italian doom rock band Mesa. The band's new album Close will be released on March 11th via Svart Records. Oh. <laughs> Every time you say oh. it, oh, Svart Records. <laughs> what a uh, <sighs> So this is uh, album number three from Mesa. Um, who have been active since around 2014. Um, this is the first album on Svart Records, um, which was recorded and mixed by Maurizio Isio Baggio and mastered by Mart Bordin and Maurizio Baggio as well. Um, after releasing uh, two widely celebrated cult records, mm-hmm. the latest of which, Feast for Water, in 2018, was a critical breakthrough success, with Rolling Stone calling the whole album captivating ringing maximum drama out of its savvy stylish clash an, an album that i'd actually listened to before oh, there we go there we <laughs> so go. i was like yay for once <laughs> i can see i for once i can actually contrast and compare between albums which is not like me excellent um i think it was i think you'd sent me a message about the first single from this yes i think just at the point that i'd actually just listened to it so it was like yeah, the two of us I keep were just we're both on this fart mailing list <laughs> yeah, so if true. i get the email you get the email in fact chances are you probably got the email just before me because you're press um <laughs> but yeah i always i'm always like i'm all like anything that they post i'm all mm. over like like a rash and a baby's ass yeah. um like desperately yeah. trying to like find the next thing that smart is going to make me praise with with levels that shouldn't be given to yeah. normal humans. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the single was The Tits. So yeah, I, I was very like, excited about this one. The general consensus was, we need to hear more yeah. of that. <laughs> we need more of this, yeah. Dave. So, Duncan, um, what did you think of the album? Did you like it or was it a bit of a mess <laughs> Let's end this recording. I'll see myself out. <laughs> Let's end this now. Let's bring it to a close. <laughs> or close. We're unsure. The problem unsure. is we're unsure because the English language being as fickle as it is, the name of this album is either close or close. Yep. And we're unsure. So it's either or, neither nor, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yes. Um... Let's, let's let's just take a little second to okay. to, uh, to to break this down. Uh, Mesa's previous album was was a bit of a tome. There's mm. a lot going on. It was very yeah. very dense. It was incredibly well written, and I was a bit concerned mm. um, when I saw the runtime of this album. <laughs> album is. Like, I mean, it's it's not even just like a, a ball here over an hour. It's comfortably over an hour. Mm. You know, if this if this album was doing the long jump and then we had to, you know, like zoom in to how far the feet were over the board before yeah, yeah. they jumped, it's comfortably a foot over. You know what mm. I mean? Uh, it's about an hour and six minutes in length. Mm. And at, like the first three songs of this album are about a third of the album right <laughs> yeah. before it's before it takes i don't know a minute off one of the songs so like you're you're listening experience here you're about four songs in before you get a breather and mm-hmm. then you <laughs> then the album switches up 
uh, and then drops a little 10 minute track in there for shits and giggles <laughs> yeah. um, before you get your next breather so it's another three epically length songs before you get something which I'll give them when uh, left the track kicks in it's you know it's a short sharp burst hmm. but then it once again closes with an epic track which might put some people off Yeah. and if it does you're a fool <laughs> um this album is fucking awesome. And there are three primary reasons why this new Meza album should be in your rotation. The okay. first thing is scope. These songs are huge in scope. No half measures. They, they aim for grandeur and deliver in spades. Second reason, instrumentation. These guys bring in fucking everything. And I'm fairly sure I heard the kitchen sink. <laughs> like I, I, genuinely there's there's so much going on yeah. music and then the third reason vocally this is about as good as it gets this chick's mm. vocals are about as good as it gets at the the are jaw droppingly good i mean like to the mm. point where she will hit she hits notes in this recording and hits melodies that literally had the hairs on the back of my neck standing up mm. like haunting sickly sweet dynamic corrosive just like all these different like elements that she weaves and crafts in mm. that just like honestly and it's it's about it's, it's kind of like when you're listening to it it's like the the kind of listening equivalent to someone giving you a spoonful of honey um <laughs> you know we're like it's, it's just a spoonful any more than mm. that it's sickening but just at that level she manages to deliver on it um this is a tour that this is an absolute triumph for this band um like you you are you get the doom stuff in here for sure but there's a kind of middle eastern flavor to it mm-hmm. uh, and parts which i really like that i didn't know they were from italy but that doesn't surprise me that yeah. it's kind of italian italy being so close to africa um you, you kind of get these little flares in there especially when they start mixing up some of the the instrumentation later on in the in the percussive elements yeah where you get these kind of a lot of clicky noises a lot of different kind of percussive sims which add to that kind of middle middle eastern flavor as well as some of the riff work by god do they throw a saxophone in here <laughs> i think it might be an alto sax i'm i'm not entirely sure i, did, I had a, it was a kind of cross between at uh, first like i'm straining my ears i was like that's either like a really 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 sultry kind of seductive clarinet or it's a or a, you know it's a, a saxophone and then later on when it comes in the track i was like no, that's a sax mm. i think it might be an alto sax um it sounds fucking great but it's really difficult to the tracks are so long it's really difficult to sit there and go well let me tell you a little story about a song called dark horse which goes (laughs) through this movie all of them are experiences unto themselves which in some respects should make me dislike this album and that you know i should be sitting there going like well they're all their own album really dave so but it actually hangs together incredibly well the two shorter tracks hollow and left the track that i mentioned earlier on um are paced and placed perfectly for me i think your your opener uh suspended dark horse uh <laughs> or fellies maybe mm. i don't know uh and rub rub <laughs> rubdo um those tracks essentially take you on this kind of this kind of winding 
darkly folkish and very doomy sort of and also hugely rocky sort of like movements Mm. and then you get like i said you get that breather and then pilgrim hits in and pilgrims like i damn near when this album fucking shines Uh, it's the amalgamation of absolutely everything in terms of uh, everything that you've heard before and a great segue into what you're going to get when you get zero equals two Mm. um and both those songs together are, 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 are like are right in the middle of the album as well. Almost 20 minutes in, in run length, which is once again a third of the fucking album. Yeah. Uh, those kick in and it's just this, this joyous journey into into really clever songwriting and great use of pace. At times reminded me a little bit of uh, if 40 Watt Sun you know, was a bit more rocky. You know, mm. I like had a bit more oomph behind it, a bit more kind of yeah. gusto. At times, there are elements in here that would sit perfectly alongside that, and then uh, serve him, which is this weirdly almost kind of ghost-like kind of reminded me of like a cross between ghost and puppy mm. um, in terms of how conventional it actually is as a doom track. Uh, you know, it's, ve- it's very, it's the one where you go through all these like winding bits of instrumentation, you end up with probably the most conventional song, but it's still surprising in terms of the movements that it does. Yeah. Production on this, it's, it's got this vintage warmth to it that I yeah. really, really, really like, but once again with the precision of kind of, twi- you know, 2020s, you know, articulation of how instruments should be recorded so you can hear them all and there's plenty of instrumentation and plenty of percussion mm. which you can easily pick out in the mix nothing's lost here nothing sounds like well, that should be up a little bit it's all perfectly mixed in and there's a lot going on and there's a danger that it could become too muddied to me it didn't sound yeah. that way at all um so i'm kind of in the same position i was with 40 watts son this is a this is a you have to like clear an hour mm. Uh, best listen to later on I feel uh, in the day um, but good pair of headphones you sit down and you let Meza just work their their weird dark magic over you and it's, it's difficult not to fucking love this I like I I listened to it three times it's three hours of my life well actually because it's over so it's like three and three quarter hours mm. uh, or maybe not as much as that let's say three and a half let's be kind uh, three and a half hours of my life that I genuinely feel has been rewarded and well spent um, Svart have a, this this knack of just picking bands and yeah. Yeah, not putting the we need the, we need the singles we need the four minute track on this one or we need you know we need an album to come in that's like under 40 minutes. They don't do that. They yeah. let bands really craft their own visions. And I think that's where you're rewarded as a listener. Mm. Um, because these, like, they're. An album this length should have lethargy in it, and I didn't feel it at all. Uh, mm. I, like, I genuinely felt all the way through it like I was being. Like, I was in an old amphitheater. Uh, somewhere in Rome and being serenaded operatically by one of the greatest doom bands on the <laughs> planet going just now. It's, it's just, there's a dark art to making music like this and I think mm. Meza like have it in spades. Mm. Um, so yeah, I thought this was, I thought this was the tits, man. <laughs> like genuinely, genuinely thought this was fucking great. Um, one of my favourite female vocalists of 
of recent memory and we've heard a fucking a boatload of great ones but she is a tone man that just like if if there is a god and god made her then she was meant to sing in this band (laughs) um so yeah yeah what about yourself dave i clearly thought this was okay (laughs) um what did you make of mezzas close or close Uh, um i i actually hadn't heard these guys before all right, I, I, um, I thought you were the one that. T- see, I can never tell. Like this no. is the this is the problem with being friends with Dave for so long. And <laughs> like like albums, you sometimes find albums mm. that you're convinced Dave sent you because how else would you have found them? No, it wasn't me this time. Right. Um, but after like hearing that the the previous album got so much like critical acclaim, um, I was keen to hear it to check it out, um, and I could see like why certain websites and magazines were, were kind of hyping it up. Um, there is a real kind of feeling of quality about this yeah. band um, and that was evident on uh, Feast for Water from 2018. Um, as much as much as I liked it, I, I did still feel like there was a lot going on and it, it sounded like they were still kind of, almost kind of shaping their sound a little bit uh, mm-hmm. on the album. Um, there's a lot of the same elements and styles here on Close um, but I think that kind of three, four year gap between albums um, I think it, it sounds like they've clearly been working on uh, the different elements that make up their sound. Yeah. Um, and some of that has paid dividends on Close, um, especially the, the opening of the album. I think the first like two tracks are the perfect example of how to kick an album off. Um, they absolutely grab your attention. Um, and I think, and well, you've kind of touched on it, but I think that's primarily down to the fact um, of the, the sublime kind of vocal performance from uh, Sarah Biankin from from just, the band man, she has got just, an unbelievable voice and then she just finds like I don't know what it is like she's hitting you like this is amazing and then a chorus kicks in and her voice just lifts and you're like oh my good god yeah yeah there was more I was listening when I was listening to her voice I was thinking there's moments that are a little bit kind of like almost kind of Stevie Nicks and then there's yep. moments of um that reminded me of Ryan from Duel a little bit as well mm-hmm. um and uh Joanna from Lucifer as well a bit of a mix of all three but it's, it's a really... like a tiny tiny smidge of Jess and the Ancient Ones yep. as well which yeah, I really absolutely. really really like when they need to go a bit rocky she's she can do it yeah so um but I mean I could just you could listen to her vocals on repeat um she's got a very a very commanding kind of vocal very in tone but it's, it's smooth and yeah. like what unbelievable range flawless pitch um and her tone just fits this like kind of occult vibe perfectly mm-hmm. um but it's not all about the vocals um you know great vocals doesn't automatically mean a great album um and thankfully like the music here is also really good as well um i was i was particularly impressed with the way they kind of control each track um, there are moments where they they really let Sarah do her thing and deliver those like big hooks, um, but then there are other times where the music takes more of a, a move to the front. Um, mm-hmm. Those little kind of like jazz guitar licks on suspended on the opening yeah. track were a, a stroke of genius. Um, and then you've got things like um, a more kind of almost kind of like post-punk type rhythms on Dark Horse that can really kind of drive in the track forward. Um, but I thought like you've mentioned it already that the sax was brilliant uh, on track three um i did i did feel like track three um just coming after dark horse what was it called or orphan i'm not sure you pronounce yeah, that but we don't know how to pronounce um, these words uh, yeah. scottish forgive us i don't i don't know if i was ready or quite ready for the album to kind of slow down there just yet right on track three i felt like the pacing was a little bit weird for me personally um mm. But they follow up with um, 
Ribdo or Ribido, um, which is, is fantastic. And, and Sarah hit some, some notes on that track that are unbelievable. Um, you mentioned the kind of mid- Middle Eastern streak um, around the kind of middle of the album. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an oud, I think, that the instrument. It's a kind of Arabic yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of instrument that they use. Um, you hear it on Hollow and Pilgrim, uh, and a little bit on um, uh, Zero Equals Two as well. Um, although when, when Pilgrim kicked in, um, I thought I did think at first that this sounds like like a Middle Eastern cover of Metallica's "Wherever I May Roam," <laughs> like similar kind of similar kind of melody when it kicked in. I was like, "What?" I'm That's sure not, that exists no. out there on the internet. It probably as well. does, yeah. Um, but it, it, it isn't a cover. But it kind of descends into something like far doomier than Metallica have ever written in their life. Um, but I liked it. The Middle Eastern thing was cool. I thought it worked well against their kind of that kind of occult type sound. Um, adds a bit of a almost like kind of like mysterious type vibe to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's, um, it's been kind of the thing is as well. It's I think this is like the if Zealand Order are doing the kind of super flash commercial version of this, mm. this is kind of like the the retro kind of your your uncle's record that's hidden away somewhere that's like oh so you like this band well is is that kind of feel like the way they do it like they're both bands are using kind of middle middle eastern and african vibes but for completely different reasons and with completely Mm. different effects which i think is really cool yeah absolutely yeah um on the flip side there are some things i didn't like about this album tell me what you didn't like um one that one thing that just kind of kind of kept playing in my mind a little bit was that there are little flashes flashes of things that they add in like the, like the jazz guitar or the little yep. bit of sax or there's a little bit of like retro synth at the end of Rubido. Um and I feel like I feel like they could have kind of added more of that like I feel like they touched on those elements then they never really come back to them in any kind of major way and I felt like they worked so well like that that yeah. little bit of jazz and the, the sax and the synth um I just, I just felt like I wish they'd kind of added a little bit more of that. Um, maybe, I, you know, I might be wrong. Maybe it wouldn't stood out as much if they if they used them over and over again. It's always but, a danger, though. You don't know. Like, yeah, like part of you like something because you get a, a clip of it, but then you think if it had more, then it might. But you don't, you don't. Yeah. There's no way to tell. So you sure. kind of just have to go with your gut. Yeah, I kind of felt like I really liked those parts, but I kept kept thinking to myself, I'd like a little bit more of that. Mm. That's just me. Um, the other thing, there's there's a bit of a, a what the fuck moment on this album, uh, and that comes on track nine, uh, Leffel track, which is a, like a punk infused black metal track. Yep. Complete with blast beats and oh, yeah. black metal vocals. Oh yes. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's cool. Like, and the production somehow still is in keeping with the rest of the album, mm-hmm. but it felt weird. Like, especially as the kind of second last song, it's it's like forty. Yeah. 44 seconds so it, oh, it so yeah if, if that is like <laughs> yeah it doesn't outstay its welcome at all but yeah. it doesn't feel like a song either so i was a bit like hmm <laughs> not sure about that i'm not sure if that <laughs> should have been there to be honest um it was cool but I, yeah. I didn't really get it to be honest um well i think well the last track the last track is basically just a good old-fashioned satanic rock track so yeah. i kind of got that as being like like in the, the intro to that Right. You know, that kind of like extreme Satanism into something which is kind of a bit more mm. 
in keeping with kind of seventies occult rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I know what you're saying is that it is the odd one out on this album. Yeah. When you've mentioned all the other instruments, and you're like, when you get like a full on like, and I mean, when I see like jazz sax solo, mm. I mean that as in the guy's just like fucking blown the shit out of that. Yeah. Um, but you're right, it's the one that's so. You, but did you feel that's just maybe one step too far then? A, a, a little bit. I just felt right. like it was a little bit odd. I liked it on its own, but on the <laughs> album, I was like, hmm. What are we doing? No sure about that. Um, and then that kind of brings me on to my last issue um, is the length of the album. Um, yeah, it's, I it's long. It's, it's long. too long. For me, I thought it was too yeah. long. I felt like some of the tracks felt their length. Like, like at nine and ten minutes, I was like, Whew. This yeah. feels long, uh, and then and then when I was thinking like tracks like Leffel track track nine, really for me we're just adding to an album that's already too long at sixty four minutes. It's only forty five seconds. I know, I know, I know, but I'm just like, is it really needed though? You know what I mean? Um, so I did feel like it it, it was a, a kind of lengthy listen, like it felt yeah. its length to me. Um, but in saying that, I thought the album closer um, serving him as a as a, a great closing track. Yeah. Um, I really like the kind of almost like kind of classic rock vibes in the guitar solo, um, and again Sarah's kind of choice of melody was perfect. Um, great production as well. I can't disagree on that. It's very vintage sounding. Totally mm. works with the sound. No issues on that front at all. So um, yeah, it was it was mostly good. Um, but there were a <laughs> couple of things that kind of I was just a bit like, mm, not sure about that. Want yeah. more of that and a wee bit less of that. <laughs> But um, but yeah, um, for a, a band that I'd never heard before, yeah, I still I still enjoy this one. Yeah, it was a good album. I get um, I get the feeling that the stripped down version of this, the more conventional stripped down version of this, is something like a King Woman. Yeah, yeah, you know possibly, what I mean. Yeah. They, they weirdly exist in the same bubble, even though they don't sound anything fucking alike. True. Yeah, I, I almost mentioned them when I was talking about them. Actually, yeah. I was thinking about King Woman. I thought. Is that too far out there? But no, it's, no. It's I think definitely... it's something to do with that. It's the production, I think. Yeah. There's, a, there's a warmness. There's a kind of warm, kind of tactile thing about the production that just makes me kind of feel that way. I don't know. It's difficult to describe. Mm. It's difficult to describe. Yeah. Um, okay, so ratings for this new one from Meza. Um, close. What did, what's your score on this one? Where did you go with this? Uh, even though it's long, um, the length doesn't perturb me at all. This is one, that, like I said before, this is a if I, you know, if I have if I have time at night, I will sit down and listen to this album and, and, and rink it in. Yeah. Um, and it's probably the only time I'll ever really listen to it is in those in those moments of you know in between the sunset and then you know the, the moon rising is the probably the best time to listen to this and just yeah. like absorb it in. Um, there's nothing that I dislike on it even even the the, the kind of j- jazzy sax solo which like i said before and it is full on like yeah. just there's a guy having fun um and uh, you know even their even their take on black metal isn't really anything that like i, I would hold as a negative against them I actually like i i like the character it brings to the album mm-hmm. um for me this is a 4.5 i think this is it's a fucking great album. I yeah. think they should be immensely proud of themselves. And I see this album very much like the previous album getting a lot of traction uh, because I think they do so much so well. And then there's plenty of bands that do this but don't have that voice at the front. And that's where they're a real threat because like every band should have a singer like yeah. this because she's fucking amazing. So yeah, 4.5 yeah. for me. Nice. Um, yeah, um, I, I think like when 
when they when they nail it like this album was on fire yeah and i think the start of the album was a perfect example of that i think sarah's vocals are just fantastic and they're the kind of constant throughout this album they continually deliver the goods um on the other hand for me it felt a little bit bloated um i think either either take out a couple of tracks or bring the length down on some of the tracks you have and i think it becomes a bit easier to digest um, for me personally anyway um i liked i liked the addition of the, the jazz guitars the sax i just felt like i wanted a little bit more of that um even just kind of small kind of segments throughout um the black metal track it was cool but <laughs> it felt odd to me on on the album i wouldn't mind if that was a separate thing like they were doing a black metal album cool i'll check that out but i don't know for, for me it just felt kind of strange on the album um that being said um, like even with the kind of small criticisms um i'd probably go four out of five on this um i feel like anything lower than that is is unfair because um the good stuff on this album is really good um and i think i do think meza brings something to the table that is a little bit different from the other kind of doom rock bands on the scene as well so i can applaud and them the for smart that. label yeah. I mean, like, Spart have a, a great roster of kind of doomy, folky sounding bands. Mm. And a lot of them do sound distinctive. Some of them are very, very, very similar. And Mesa stand out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, 4 out of 5 for me. Um, the album itself drops on March 11th um, on Spart Records, as we said. Um, I'll put some links below to the band's Facebook um, pre orders and stuff uh, for the album as well, so you can check it out. Um, let us know what you think uh, once you've heard some of the singles once you've heard the album drop some comments and below happy to hear your thoughts and opinions on it that is the review uh, thank you for checking it out much appreciated um, we'll be back with another review very soon but until then take care speak to you soon bye everyone <laughs>